3: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: You're behind. Hi, folks. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I practice in the area of landlord-tenant. So if you're a tenant, pay close attention to this program because I'm going to give you a lot of good information that can help you if you're having problems with your landlord. I concentrate on the area of slumlords, landlords that refuse to make repairs to homes and force tenants to live in substandard living conditions. That's what I fight for tenants for. If you're a tenant and renting your home, your home must be up to code. That means a landlord cannot lease you or rent you a substandard home. What do I mean by substandard? If you have problems with your electricity, with your plumbing, cockroaches, bed bugs, mold, rats, water leakage, if you have any of these problems or perhaps no heat, bad heating system, bad plumbing system, you need to talk to me and I'm going to give you sound legal advice on how to stand up for your rights against your landlord. Call me 877 877- Folks, I get a lot of calls from tenants that say the landlord refuses to make repairs on their home heating system. And what the landlord is doing is giving them one of those little plug-in heaters and say, here, this will take care of you. That is substandard. That's against the code. The landlord can get in trouble for that. And you're entitled to have proper heating in your apartment or faulty electrical outlets. Electrical outlets that have no cover on it the wires are exposed. It's a danger to the children around the house or anybody that comes through your house. Those are substandard living conditions. Those are against the code. If you were renting an apartment the landlord also has a duty to provide adequate security. So if you're living in a complex that has multi-units and you know and are aware of criminal activities going on that exposes a risk to your health and your family, risk of harm, the landlord has a duty to provide adequate security, perhaps hire a security guard, or if it's a tenant that is causing the problem, the landlord has to take steps to provide security to you and your family, and if it means addressing the other tenants, that's what the landlord must do. And a landlord has a duty to eliminate infestations around the apartment. Uh, bug infestation, cockroaches, rodents, these are all health issues these are all have health consequences that can hurt you and your family and the landlord once put on notice told about he has to or she has to take steps to fix these issues to eliminate the infestation you know I get a lot of call from tenants saying uh, if, if I report my landlord to to the city officials can he evict me and I'm here to tell you no he can't because he cannot retaliate against you for exercising your right and your' right is to live in a habitable apartment or a home or a condo. Habitable means up to code, up to standards. So if your apartment is substandard and you've reported it to the landlord and the landlord doesn't take any action to fix it, then you can call the city. And if the landlord retaliates against you, that's a whole new civil action you can bring against the landlord. He cannot do that. He cannot report. He cannot intimidate you. He cannot threaten you. He can't call immigration on you or your family. There's nothing to fear. If you're in that kind of situation and you're fearing your landlord, please call me, 877-384-9911. That's 877-384-9911. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've realized that there's too many good people making bad decisions with their landlord issues because they don't uh, know an attorney or they think attorneys cost too much. I'm here to tell you that I created this so I can provide affordable legal representation to the community. So if you have a question, a concern, an issue with your landlord, give me a call. The call is free. 877-384-9911. It's a toll-free number. The advice is free. Your initial consultation will always be free. Call me if you have any questions at 877-384-9911. And I'd like to say, if you're a head of a household, you owe it to you and your family to be informed as to what your rights are against your landlord. But one other thing I'd like to discuss is uh, a lot of tenants move out and the landlord doesn't pay them their deposit. I get a lot of calls saying, can I get my deposit money back? And the general answer is yes. But you must look into your lease agreement. Sometimes there's a provision that says the landlord may charge you some nominal amount for painting and cleaning. But generally speaking, the landlord cannot hold your deposit money and say, I'm not paying it because you've already I had to spend it in making repairs. No, general wear and tear is not deducted from your deposit. In addition to landlord-tenants, folks, I also practice in the area of bankruptcy law. So if you're overwhelmed by your debts, and you're sick and tired of receiving phone calls throughout the day by bill collectors harassing you at work, at home, at dinner time, call me and I'll give you sound legal advice as to what your rights are under the federal bankruptcy laws. You owe it to yourself and your family to be informed, and I can show you how to put an end to all those harassing phone calls. Call me, 877 384 9911. Folks, I also practice in the area of personal injury. Personal injury is auto accident, slip and fall, when the negligence or the wrongdoing of somebody else causes you injuries. If you've been injured, call me. Again, the phone call is free, 877-384-9911. Call me. I'll show you how to protect your rights so you can maximize your recovery. 877-384-9911. And while we're talking about injuries, I also practice in the area of workers' compensation. I get a lot of calls from injured workers that don't know what their rights are. They're, they're fearful, they're nervous. Who's going to pay my medical bills? How am I going to get my rent paid? How am I going to put food on the table? If you've been injured at work and you have questions, call me 877 384 9911. I can show you how to protect your rights so you can maximize your benefits in workers compensation you're entitled to free medical care at no expense to you You you're entitled to temporary disability you're entitled to permanent disability so if you've been injured at work call me and I'll show you how to maximize your recovery protect your rights and I will let you know exactly what benefits you're entitled to now every case is different however generally speaking you're entitled to free medical care at no expense to you, you're entitled to temporary disability if you're unable to work, if a doctor says you cannot return to work, and you're, you're entitled to temporary disability payments, you're entitled to permanent disability payment, and in certain situations, a voucher that could be created for you to get trained in another field if you cannot return to the old career you had before or the position you were doing or the job you had before. Sometimes I get a call saying my uh, friend that was visiting me uh, fell and got hurt uh, in the patio area. And uh, after talking to him and investigating it a little bit, I realized that the patio guards are not up to code. They must be 36 inches off the ground, and this patio wall was only 24 inches. Under these situations where the property is substandard, it's not up to code, you have the right to sue the landlord for your injuries. Another situation is uh, the railing that uh, our apartment buildings going up to the second floor. Uh, those railings must be bolted and secured in a certain way. And they must be a certain height off the ground. And uh, there's experience that tells us certain railings have a loop, some don't. Well, those loops sometimes catch on people's clothes and they stumble and get hurt or fall. and Under those situations, that railing is substandard. It's not up to code. Uh, it must be investigated. The landlord may be held liable for that. One other thing I'd like to say uh, for the tenants that uh, think they're suing their landlord directly for injuries that may happen on the premises because of a faulty condition or because of a dangerous condition on the premises, a pothole or, 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 or a stairway that that is weak or cracked and your foot gets stuck and tenants fall, that happens. I get calls from tenants saying my landlord wants to come in and make repairs but he didn't give me a notice. Generally speaking the landlord must give you 24-hour notice before entering into your apartment to make the necessary repairs. Now under emergency situations, let's say there's a fire, obviously they can break in and, and put out the emergency, but you must cooperate with the landlord in making the necessary repairs. You cannot hinder the landlord's progress in repairing your unit. A tenant called me and said, uh, The landlord refuses to make repairs. Can I make repairs and deduct it from my rent? If you're in that situation, I say, Before you do anything, call an attorney. You can call me, call my office, and we'll give you sound legal advice. But I need to know more facts. Uh, one of the conditions is that you must give the landlord written notice of the defect or the problem in your apartment and must wait a certain reasonable amount of time. Now what's reasonable? If your hot water heater is not working, a day is reasonable, two days is reasonable. But if your window or something that you can you know, live with for a little bit longer, it depends on the condition and how long you have to wait for the landlord to make those repairs. You know, in certain situations, where the landlord needs to make the necessary repairs but it can't be done with you occupying the unit. Generally speaking, the landlord must accommodate certain living conditions for you outside, uh, for example, a hotel, motel, uh, until the repairs are done, especially if it's a condition that is inherent to the property, meaning uh, in, in the wall plumbing that burst that had nothing to do with you and the, your, your house is flooded but they need to tear the walls down to make the necessary repair. Well, under those situations, yes, the landlord should provide uh, living accommodations for you while your uh, apartment is being repaired at no cost to you. The other day, I got a call from a tenant saying that the landlord wants him to move out. Well, I asked him, uh, "Do you have a lease?" He says, "No, I, I pay month to month." Well, unfortunately, if you live month to month, the landlord must give you proper notice to vacate, which is usually about a 60-day notice, generally speaking. Sometimes it's different. Now. The landlord here wanted to uh, convert his apartments into condominiums. That's a different ball game. That requires there's different statutes, there's different uh, st- uh, laws on the book that help tenants, that look out for tenants in that kind of situation. So for that situation, I ask you please call me 877-384-9911 and I will look at your particular situation, the facts of your living conditions, the agreement, the arrangement that you have with your landlord and I'll give you sound legal advice. Or if you're living in an apartment that has mold infestation in the bathrooms, around the kitchen, or underneath the sinks there's a smell that you know is mildew and mold, the landlord must repair that for you. Give me a call and get sound legal advice on what we can do to make your landlord repair that for you. You know the landlord has a duty to make your apartment weatherproof. That means if you have a cracked window or a door that allows cold air to come in those are all substandard the landlord must provide you with a secured weatherproof unit that is habitable for human life for your family so if you have one of these conditions where the windows broken and the landlord refuses to repair it or there's cracks underneath your door and cold air is coming out and you don't have a heater call me 877-384-9911 or if you're living in an apartment that has poor, hot, running water, that means you're not getting sufficient warm water versus the cold water, in other words, you're lacking in hot water, warm water, that's substandard living condition, the landlord must repair that for you. So if you have any questions, call me now, 877-384-9911. The call is free, it's a toll free number, 877-384-9911. You have nothing to lose and a lot of information to gain call me now 877-384-9911 attention tenants and renters if you're renting your home and you're dealing with an unreasonable landlord with the
2: lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
4: I'm an attorney. I represent tenants against landlords. So if your landlord is making you live in substandard living conditions, bug infestation, cockroaches, rodents, mold, mildew, broken windows, lack of security, flooding, call me. You have rights. You can reach me at 877-384-9911. Again, I'm attorney Daniel Rubari, and I represent tenants against landlords that refuse to make repairs and force tenants to live in substandard living conditions. So if you think you're living in a substandard living condition, call me, 877-384-9911. The call is free. It's a toll-free number, 877-384-9911, and the advice is free. Folks, let me tell you about another area of law that I practice in, and that's criminal defense. If you've been arrested or if you know somebody that has been arrested pass on my phone number 877-384-9911 and remember the call is free the consultation is free so if you know anybody that's been arrested for a DUI possession theft domestic violence TR temporary restraining order violations or any criminal situation have them call me because the advice is free and the phone call is free 877 877- 384 9911 ladies and gentlemen it was an honor being here with you guys thank you for spending this time with me please write down my number 877 384 9911 and if you know of anybody that may need a lawyer pass on the number who knows you might just change your life by passing on a phone number 877 384 9911 call me and I'll give you sound legal advice KCAA. If you or a loved one was
5: seriously injured in an accident with a semi truck or an 18 wheeler truck, you need to act fast. I'm Attorney Daniel Rudbari. I know how to fight truck companies.
4: 877 384 9911 for your free
5: consultation.
4: 877 384 9911. Truck
5: accident cases are different than an auto versus auto accident. There are so many more issues involved when dealing with a truck accident case. There are federal regulations and state regulations, several different companies that may be involved. I can immediately gather the evidence, get you the medical care you need with no deductible and no copay to you, and get you the compensation and the money you deserve for your injuries. And if there's no recovery, there's no fees charged to you. I'm attorney Daniel Rudwari. I know how to fight. Truck
4: companies. Call me 877 384 9911
5: for your free consultation. KCAA. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to KCAA 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari. Through my law practice, I want to give you and our community access to affordable legal representation. And through this legal education show, I'd like to empower our community by giving you information and increasing your knowledge in different areas of the law so that you make more informed decisions when faced with a legal issue. I have another informative program lined up for you today. Today, I want to discuss how to handle an encounter with the police. So get a pen, get paper, get ready to take notes, because today's show is very important and very insightful. And if you follow the tips I'm about to give you, you will increase your chances on successfully handling an encounter with the police.
4: My phone number is 877-384-9911. That's 877 384 Nine, nine, one, one.
5: So, if you or someone you know is facing legal issues, write down my number 877
4: 384 9911 and
5: pass it on. Let people know that they now have access to affordable legal representation. And who knows, folks, you just might change your life by passing on a phone number
4: 877 384 9911. One,
5: one. Folks, I created this program to empower our community. Too many times I saw good people make bad decisions because they thought lawyers cost too much. If you're facing a legal issue, I want to hear your story and I want to give you sound legal
4: advice. 877 384 One one.
5: It's like having a lawyer in the family that you can call upon when faced with legal issues to get sound legal advice. And if I can help you, great. And if I can't, I know where to direct you
4: so you can get quality, affordable, legal representation. So write down my number 877-384-9999. 1-1 one, one. and know that you now
5: have access to affordable legal representation
4: but more than just having access to affordable
5: legal representation folks through this show i'm going to try my best to enlighten our community so that you have a better understanding of different areas of the law such as employment law what to do to protect yourself as an employee and what to do to protect yourself as an employer bankruptcy law criminal law duis criminal conviction and bail issues how to handle an encounter with the police in open society When pulled over for a traffic ticket In a DUI In a criminal investigation Landlord tenant What are your rights as a landlord? What are your rights as a tenant? All of this and more will be discussed show by show To help our community become more informed
4: Call me 877-384-9911 The call is free It's a toll free number 877-384-9911 And the advice is free
5: so if you were injured at work, in an automobile accident, or in any accident, and you need legal advice to protect your rights and maximize your recovery, or if you're overwhelmed by your debts and you need legal advice as to what your rights are under the federal bankruptcy laws and how you can get a fresh start and eliminate all or most of your debts, call me.
4: Or if you were arrested and charged with a crime, or arrested for driving under the influence, call me. 877 384 one, one. or if
5: you believe you were wrongfully terminated and you were discriminated against or if you suspect senior abuse, senior neglect, medical malpractice, call me. I want to hear your story
4: and I want to give you sound legal advice. 877 384
5: In this segment, I'd like to talk to you about how to handle an encounter with the police. But before we begin, let me say this is not legal advice. This is only general information to help you become more informed and make better decisions. And this show does not create an attorney-client relationship. Every case is different. Every factual situation is different and your particular factual situation might be different. So please don't take this as legal advice because I must know your particular factual situation in order to to apply the law to it to give you sound legal advice. If you have questions, please
4: call me. 877 384
5: Now, with that being said, let's begin discussing how to handle an encounter with the police. There's several situations that I'd like to discuss. One situation is when you're in public. I like to call that an open society. When you're walking down the sidewalk, when you're stopped at a bus stop waiting for the bus and the police encounter you. The other situation I'd like to discuss is when you get pulled over for a traffic violation. Another situation I'd like to discuss is when the police come knocking on your door, complaining of noise, sound, or some other reason to investigate what's going on inside the house and the last situation is when you're the subject of a criminal investigation all right folks let's get started let's talk about how to handle an encounter with the police when you're walking along the sidewalk and the police roll up to you and ask you to stop let's take it from here what are your rights listen carefully first and foremost stay calm and be respectful to the police The police have a difficult and dangerous job, so anything you can do to show the police that you're not a threat to them will go a long way in your favor. Back to your rights your rights are covered by the United States Constitution, particularly the Bill of Rights. These are the original 10 amendments added to the US Constitution after it was ratified in 1789. There are three particular amendments that apply when facing an encounter with the police that you should know and be aware of to help you protect your rights. They are the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment states the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. The Fifth Amendment states, no person shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law. The Sixth Amendment states, in all criminal prosecutions, the accuser shall enjoy the right to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Just a little side note here. Here, folks, the police don't have to read your rights, your Miranda rights, even if you're arrested. So it's up to you to know the law so you can legally protect yourself. Also, the police don't have to be truthful with you when interrogating you. So it's up to you to know these three amendments and how they apply. And we're going to get into that right now. So the first scenario: in open society, you step out of your house, you're walking down the sidewalk, maybe you're walking to work, going to school, and the police roll up next to you and ask you to stop. Now, in order for the police to stop you, they must have reasonable. Reasonable suspicion are articulable facts that the police can use to justify the stop. For example, if you fit the description of a criminal suspect or if you suddenly drop something as soon as you see the police and they see you or you start to run. Never run from the police. It can only make things worse. These are articulable facts that the police can use to justify the stop. So now the police have asked you to stop. What do you do? You stay calm and remember, respectful to the police officer. If the police officer has reasonable suspicion to stop you, they also have the right to pat you down, but only on the basis and belief that you may be armed. This is called a Terry pat down or a Terry stop. The Supreme Court has ruled that a Terry pat down is justified and legal for the protection of the officer. The purpose of the pat down is to make sure that you do not have a weapon on you that can be used against the officers. If the police feel a hard object in your pocket, they have the right to reach in and pull it out to make sure it's not a weapon. And the police can also ask you to empty your pockets. Now, here, listen carefully. If the police ask you to empty your pockets, you don't have to consent. You don't have to empty your pocket. This is where you would exercise your fourth amendment right against illegal search and seizure. Remember, emptying your pocket is the same as consenting to a search of what's in your pocket, and you should never give consent for a search. So during the pat down, this is what you do very respectfully. While you're being patted down, you say, officer, I'm not resisting arrest, but I don't consent to your search. Now, the probably very little you can do under the circumstances and it all goes by so fast and it's a little confusing but you have to stay calm and focused and by you saying officer I'm not resisting but I don't consent to your search that puts the officer on notice that you know something about the law and you know about your rights so he'll be more careful during the whole process with you now you should never physically resist during the pat-down only use words if you physically resist try to push the officers hand off of you that can get you into more trouble. That can get you beaten. That can get you tasered. That can lead to an arrest. So only use words and never physically resist an officer. Remember this, never touch a cop because that can get you in more trouble. Okay, so now the pat down is complete and the officer is assured that you don't have a weapon on you and he starts asking you questions. What do you do? Do you answer the questions or do you remain silent? Remember, you don't have to say anything. You can remain silent. One thing you can immediately do is turn around on the police officer officer themselves and you ask, Officer, am I being detained or am I free to go? What if the police ask you to show them ID? Do you have to show them your ID? Now, you need identification when you're driving, but there's no law that says you must carry ID with you when you're walking and you're in society. So here you would say, Officer, am I being detained or am I free to go? Now, generally, if the officer has reasonable suspicion to stop you, you have to identify yourself. But beyond identifying yourself, there's no reason to answer any of the police officer's questions. You don't have to speak. You have the right to remain silent. So now the officer may say, no, you're not being detained. Then you say, so I'm free to go. But if the officer says, no, you can't go, you would say, officer, are you detaining me? And if the officer says, yes, I'm detaining you, then you say, well, I'd like to exercise my Fifth Amendment right and remain silent until I see a lawyer now let's say you have a bag a purse or a backpack with you and the officer asks you can I search your bag can I see what's in your bag and again here you would respectfully say officer am I being detained or am I free to go and if the officer says no you're not free to go then you would say no I won't consent to a search I'm not gonna give you consent to search me or my bag my purse my backpack whatever it is that the officers want to search so let's review how to handle an encounter with the police in open society first stay calm and be respectful to the police officer if The police officer is compelled to pat you down. During the pat down, you say, Officer, I'm not resisting arrest, but I don't consent to this search. Second, when the police officer asks you questions and tries to interrogate you, you say, I'd like to remain silent. I want to exercise my right to remain silent. I refuse to answer your questions until I see a lawyer. Third, if the officer asks to search your bags and belongings, you say, I respectfully refuse to give you consent to search my belongings. So again, remain silent, be respectful, do not say anything, and do not give consent for any type of search. Now ladies and gentlemen there are different situations and different scenarios but the material we covered here will go a long way in the event that you are arrested, in the event that the police felt compelled to charge you with some crime, and the fact that you remain silent, the fact that you didn't consent to a search, and the fact that you're respectful and calm and didn't resist will go a long way in your defense. So it's good to know your rights and when to exercise them. Now, I'd like to discuss how to handle an encounter with the police when you're pulled over for a traffic violation. As soon as you pull over, you turn off your car and you place your hands on the steering wheel and uh, your window can be down a little bit, enough to be able to communicate with the officer. There's no rule that says you have to lower your window all the way to have a discussion with the police officer. Now, when the police officer approaches, they usually say, do you know why I pulled you over? Always remain calm and respectful to the police officer. That's first and foremost. Remember the golden rule, stay silent. So the perfect response to that is, no officer, why did you pull me over? Because you really don't know why he pulled you over. You don't know if it was uh, because you were speeding or changing lanes, maybe you passed the stop sign. Who knows? That's why you say, no officer, why did you pull me over? Now, the officer must have reasonable suspicion that you have violated some vehicle code in order for him to justify pulling you over. Once the officer pulls you over and stops you, she has the right to ask you for identification, registration, and proof of insurance. And if you have to reach for all that, your registration being in the glove box, your wallet being in the center console, let the officer know what you're doing and where you're going. For example, you say, officer, my registration is in the uh, glove compartment and my driver's license is in the center council. Let her know for her own safety and just to put her mind at ease that you're not a threat. So you can reach your glove box, get your registration, uh, your center counsel to get your wallet to give the officer your identification, your registration and your insurance information. Once the officer has reasonable suspicion to stop you, she can legally ask you to step out of the car. Furthermore, she has the right to conduct a pat down search of you. Remember the Terry Frisk, the Terry stop, to make sure that you don't have any weapons on you that can be used against her. So during the pat-down process, remember, you say, officer, I'm not resisting, but I don't consent to the search. So now the pat-down search is over and the officer starts asking you questions. Where were you coming from? Where were you going? What are you doing around here? Typical questions. Do you answer them? What do you do? Remember your Fifth Amendment right. You have the right to remain silent. And the best way to answer those questions is, officer, am I being detained or am I free to go? Remember, you never wanna engage in any type of conversation with a police officer when pulled over for a traffic violation. You never know what may come of an innocent statement. And that's why, and it's always the best policy, to remain silent. So now the officer gets aggressive with you and says, may I search your car? Remember your fourth amendment right prohibits unreasonable search and seizure, and you shouldn't give consent. So no, I don't consent to a search. Why not? What do you have to hide? I don't consent to a search officer. Now, if you were pulled over just for a traffic violation, the officer needs probable cause, which requires more evidence than reasonable suspicion to search your vehicle. She's going to need probable cause to search your vehicle, unless you give her consent. But. When you say, no, I don't give consent to a search of my vehicle, the officer knows not to search your car, and the only way she can search your car is if she has probable cause and if she has to ask you to search your car chances are she does not have probable cause to search her vehicle the officer may get aggressive and try to intimidate you but hold fast do not consent to the search of your vehicle officer might say well make it easy on yourself if you let me search I will take it easy on you and they make these false promises remember an officer doesn't have a duty to be truthful with you so you don't have to believe the promises they make just believe in the law and what you're right are your rights are unless there's probable cause she can't search your car but if you consent and any contraband of uh, illegal activity or substance or paraphernalia that she finds in your vehicle she can use it against you as well as any statements you make can and will be used against you. So the best policy is to remain silent and do not consent to a search. So now the officer knows she doesn't have the right to search your car because she has no probable cause and you haven't given her consent. Chances are the most she's going to do is write you a ticket for whatever vehicle violation that she alleges you committed and when she comes back and gives you the ticket, respect. Remember that. You must show respect. So you. Take the ticket. Thank you. Have a good night. No need to argue with her. No need to resist the ticket. And get in your car and drive away. Fight the ticket in court, not on the side of the road. The next area that I'd like to cover is when the police come knocking on your door. How to handle a police encounter when they are knocking on your front door. Let's say you're having a party. Let's say you have a bunch of people over your house and uh, you hear a knock on the door and you look through the people and you see it's the police. How do you handle that? Well, first, if you're having a party, you have to make sure as the host of the party that you're well aware of what's going on in your house you don't want a guest to open the door when the police officers come knocking it should be you that opens the door so be attentive know what's going on in your party who's doing what and stay focused so now the police come knocking and you look through the people and you see it's the police officer How do you handle it? First, before you open the door, make sure there's nothing on you that can be used against you. Because remember, when you step outside, when you confront the police officers, the officers are legally allowed to conduct a pat-down search of you for weapons. Remember the Terry Frisk, the Terry Stop, where the officers are legally allowed to pat you down to make sure you're not armed and you pose no physical threat to the police officers. You open the door and you step outside and you close the door behind you, and again, you have to be calm and respectful to the police so good evening officers how can I help you the officers may ask you if they can come in that's when you say unless you have a search warrant officer no you may not enter my house how can I help you the officer will say well we heard some noise and we'd like to look around if you don't have anything to hide how come we can't come in very simply and respectfully you repeat unless you have a search warrant officer you may not enter my house How can I help you? That's enough to put the officer on alert that you know your rights and you know something about the law. At that point, the officer may start asking you some questions. Remember the golden rule, you don't have to answer. You respectfully say, officer, am I being detained or am I free to go back inside my house? And usually that ends the police encounter. The police know they can't enter your house. They know you were making noise and now the noise situation is under control and that's usually the end of it. Now, let's say you're the subject of a criminal investigation. You get a call from the police. They identify themselves and then they say, we're calling because we're investigating whatever it is that they're investigating. And then they say, we'd like to ask you a few questions. How do you handle that? Remember the golden rule. You have a right not to say anything and you shouldn't say anything. So you respectfully say, officer, I respectfully refuse to answer any of your questions until I can consult my attorney. The officers may say, do you mind coming down to the station? Again, this is where you say, Officer, I respectfully refuse to answer any of your questions or come to the station until I have a chance to consult my attorney. And even if you're with your attorney, you shouldn't say anything. The attorney, your attorney, should do all the talking for you. Now this part is very simple. Basically, if you're the subject of a criminal investigation, you respectfully refuse to answer any of their question, you don't go down to the police station on your own, you respectfully decline to answer any question, respectfully decline to go down to the station until you have a chance to consult with your attorney, and that's it. Now let's discuss how to handle an encounter with the police when you're pulled over for driving under the influence. Whether you've been drinking or not, never assume that you know why the police pulled you over. What I mean by this is the police will pull you over and say, do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer. Please tell me why you pulled me over. Don't make anything up. You don't know why they pulled you over. So don't assume you know. At this point, the officer will most likely ask for your driver's license, insurance, and registration. Remember, be calm and be respectful and know your rights. If the police officer asks you, have you been drinking? That's an indication that he's starting to build a case against you. So how do you answer that question? Well, the golden rule applies here again. You have a right not to say anything, and you shouldn't say anything. But one thing you can say is, why do you ask, officer? But you definitely don't want to admit to drinking, and if you were drinking, you don't want to make a false statement to the police and lie to them and say, no, I haven't had a drink, because they'll put that in their report, and they'll make you a liar. So any statement you say can and will be used against you. That's why it's so important that you stay safe silent and you just respectfully refuse to answer that question at that point the officer may ask you to get out of the car and you have to get out of the car because he has reasonable suspicion that you're driving under the influence remember once you get out of the car the officer has the right to pat you down for his own security to make sure that you're not carrying any weapons that could be used against him and remember when the officer is patting you down you respectfully say officer I'm not resisting but I don't consent to this search now at this point the officer may and you to give him a field sobriety test now what the officer won't tell you is that you don't have to give a field sobriety test on the side of the road you have to give a breath blood sometimes urine but at the station not on the side of the road and you definitely don't have to give any of the uh, the sobriety tests that the officers make you do standing on one leg with your head tilted up and uh, your arms spread out to see if you're balanced these tests were made are geared for you to fail so the officer has more articulable facts to satisfy the probable cause requirement to make an arrest. Now listen carefully. The officer will most likely ask you to take a breath test right then and there on the side of the road. This is called a preliminary alcohol screening test otherwise known as a pass test. Now pay attention here. You do not have to submit to a pass test on the side of the road. Here you should say officer I respectfully refuse to submit to such a test. Now, the police officer knows you don't have to, but they're not going to tell you that. Remember, a condition of obtaining your driver's license to the Department of Motor Vehicle is to submit to a breath, blood, urine test if the police officer has reasonable suspicion that you may be driving under the influence. But these tests have to be done at the station, at the police station, not on the side of the road. And if they fail to conduct these tests properly, you may be able to dismiss the case. And if you don't submit to the test, you'll lose your license for a year. Now, if you were charged, with DUI, you want to contact a DUI
4: defense attorney immediately. And you can do that by calling me at 877 384 1-1 one, one.
5: your initial consultation is free. It's a toll-free number. So the call is free You have nothing to lose and a lot of information to gain and if you decide to retain me I can assure you my fees will be very reasonable and affordable after all this whole program is about affordable legal Representation and I can also work out a payment plan with you So you have nothing to lose and a lot of
4: information to gain So if you've been arrested for a DUI call me immediately 877- 38499
5: You should also know, in California, when you get charged with a DUI, you have 10 days, that's 10 calendar days, which includes weekends, to contact the Department of Motor Vehicles and report the DUI to them. And they conduct their own hearing, separate and apart from the criminal charges. And if you retain me, I can help you with that as well. So if you've had an unfortunate situation of
4: being charged with a DUI, call me. I want to hear your story, and I want to give you sound legal advice. Call me. 877-384-9911. 877
5: Now, we've had cases dismissed because the state didn't timely prosecute a case. You see, under the Sixth Amendment, which gives you the right to counsel if you cannot afford one, also gives you the right to have a speedy trial. And if the state takes too long to bring their charges and bring it to trial, That may be grounds for dismissal. We may also be able to dismiss your case on other reasons, such as uh, mistakes by the police officer, the police officer writing a poor report, failure to accurately take information down as it occurs, or the officer's improper collection of breath, blood, urine test evidence. There's certain procedures that they have to follow under those situations, and if the officer fails or makes a mistake in that process, those could be grounds for dismissal of the case. So again, if
4: you were charged with a DUI, call me immediately. 877-384-9911.
5: Now in California, blood alcohol content of 0.08 is the legal limit. Can you be charged with a DUI with a blood alcohol content of 0.06, 0.05? The answer is yes. You can be charged with a DUI for having a BAC of less than 0.08. Why? In a nutshell, because I'm running out of time here today, the way one would get convicted of a DUI for having a blood alcohol content of less than 0.08 if the trier of fact, the judge or the jury, finds that the driver was objectively impaired. That means that the alcohol content in the driver's body caused him to be impaired in such that the driver was not able to exercise caution as that of a sober person under similar circumstances. If this has happened to you or someone somebody that you know please have them call me immediately 87738499 one, one. one last thing before we leave the subject of police encounter ladies and gentlemen and that is know who gets into your car know who your passengers are if your passenger is on probation they are subject to search without a warrant and anything within their reach is subject to the search so if your passengers have illegal substance on them it may be used against you all right folks we covered a lot of material today hopefully you found it helpful and informative. So the next time you have an encounter with the police, you know your rights, or you have a little bit more information and knowledge on how to best handle that situation. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Again, this is Daniel Rudbari. I'm an attorney. I'm the owner of the law offices of Daniel Rudbari. If you have questions in regards to any of the following work injury, auto accidents, wrongful termination, employment, discrimination, senior abuse, senior neglect, medical malpractice, criminal defense, truck accidents, bicycle accidents, dog bites, bankruptcy law, family law, and landlord-tenant law. If you have questions in regards to any of these areas of the law, call me. I want to hear your story and give you sound legal advice. Hi folks, this is attorney Daniel Rudbari. I'm the creator, host, and the responsible party for this legal advertisement. I'd like to personally thank you for staying tuned and listening to this program. Please be advised that this program does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also, be advised that this was not intended to be legal advice. This is only for general information purposes. If you have legal questions, please call me directly.
4: 877 384 one, one.
5: Have a blessed day and may God bless America. KCAA. If you were injured at work and you're not working because of your injury and you have no money coming in, you probably have a lot of questions. Like, will you lose your job? How will you pay your rent and other expenses? Call the Law Offices of Daniel Rudbari for your free consultation.
4: 877 384
5: At the Law Offices of Daniel Rubari, it's all about you. Call now to get your questions answered to make sure you get the work
4: comp benefits you may be entitled to. Call me. 877-384-9911. The call is free. It's a toll-free number. 877-384-9911. And the advice is free. KCAA
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Hi, folks. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I practice in the area of landlord-tenant. So if you're a tenant, pay close attention to this program, because I'm going to give you a lot of good information that can help you if you're having problems with your landlord. I concentrate on the area of slumlords. Landlords that refuse to make repairs to homes and force tenants to live in substandard living conditions. That's what I fight for tenants for. If you're a tenant and renting your home, your home must be up to code. That means a landlord cannot lease you or rent you a substandard home. What do I mean by substandard? If you have problems with your electricity, with your plumbing, cockroaches, bed bugs, mold, rats water leakage. If you have any of these problems or perhaps no heat, bad heating system, bad plumbing system, you need to talk to me and I'm gonna give you sound legal advice on how to stand up for your rights against your landlord. Call me, 877-384-9911. Folks, I get a lot of calls from tenants that say the landlord refuses to make repairs on their home heating system and what the landlord is doing is giving them one of those little plug-in heaters and say, here, this will take care of you. That is substandard, that's against the code. The landlord could get in trouble for that and you're entitled to have proper heating in your apartment or faulty electrical outlets. Electrical outlets that have no cover on it. The wires are exposed. It's a danger to the children around the house or anybody that comes through your house. Those are substandard living conditions. Those are against the code. If you were renting an apartment, the landlord also has a duty to provide adequate security. So if you're living in a complex that has multi-units and you know and are aware of criminal activities going on that exposes a risk to your health and your family, risk of harm, the landlord has a duty to provide adequate security. Perhaps hire a security guard or if it's a tenant that is causing the problem, the landlord has to take steps to provide security to you and your family and if it means addressing the other tenants that's what the landlord must do and a landlord has a duty to eliminate infestations around the apartment Uh, bug infestation, cockroaches, rodents, these are all health issues these are all have health consequences that can hurt you and your family and the landlord once put on notice told about he has to or she has to take steps to fix these issues to eliminate the infestation. I'm here to tell you that I created this so I can provide affordable legal representation to the community. So if you have a question, a concern, an issue with your landlord, give me a call. The call is free. 877-384-9911, it's a toll-free number. The advice is free. Your initial consultation will always be free. Call me if you have any questions at 877 384 9911. And I'd like to say if you're a head of a household, you owe it to you and your family to be informed as to what your rights are against your landlord. Well, one other thing I'd like to discuss is uh, a lot of tenants move out and the landlord doesn't pay them their deposit. I get a lot of calls saying, Can I get my deposit money back? And the general answer is yes. But you must look into your lease agreement. Sometimes there's a provision that says the landlord may charge you some nominal amount for painting and cleaning but generally speaking the landlord cannot hold your deposit money and say I'm not paying it because you've already I had to spend it in making repairs no general wear and tear is not deducted from your deposit in addition to landlord tenants folks I also practice in the area of bankruptcy law so if you're overwhelmed by your debts and you're sick and tired of receiving phone calls throughout the day by bill collectors harassing you at work, at home, at dinner time, call me and I'll give you sound legal advice as to what your rights are under the federal bankruptcy laws. You owe it to yourself and your family to be informed, and I can show you how to put an end to all those harassing phone calls. Call me, 877-384-9911. Listen
5: up, folks. Work injuries can be devastating and life-changing. If you were injured at work, you probably have a lot of questions. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I represent Injured Workers. Call me for your free consultation at
4: 877-384-9911.
5: I'll answer your questions and advise you on how to protect your right to
4: make sure you get the workers' compensation benefits you may be entitled to. The other day I got a call from a tenant saying that the landlord wants him to move out. Well, I asked him, uh, do you have a lease? He says, no, I, I pay month to month. Well, unfortunately, if you live month to month, the landlord must give you proper notice to vacate, which is usually about 60-day notice, generally speaking. Sometimes it's different. Now, the landlord here wanted to uh, convert his apartments into condominiums. That's a different ball game. That requires, there's different statutes, there's different uh, st- uh, laws on the book that help tenants that look out for tenants in that kind of situation so for that situation I ask you please call me 877-384-9911 and I will look at your particular situation, the facts of your living conditions, the agreement, the arrangement that you have with your landlord and I'll give you sound legal advice. Or if you're living in an apartment that has mold infestation in the bathrooms around the kitchen or underneath the sinks there's a smell that you know is mildew and mold The landlord must repair that for you. Give me a call and get sound legal advice on what we can do to make your landlord repair that for you. You know, the landlord has a duty to make your apartment weatherproof. That means if you have a cracked window or a door that allows cold air to come in, those are all substandard. The landlord must provide you with a secured weatherproof unit that is habitable for human life, for your family. So if you have one of these conditions where the window's broken and the landlord refuses to repair it, or there's cracks underneath your door and cold air is coming out, and you don't have a heater, call me, 877-384-9911. Or if you're living in an apartment that has poor, hot, running water, that means you're not getting sufficient warm water versus the cold water. In other words, you're lacking in hot water, warm water. That's substandard living condition. The landlord must repair that for you. So if you have any questions, call me now, 877 384 9911. The call is free, it's a toll free number, 877 384 9911. You have nothing to lose and a lot of information to gain. Call me now, 877 384 9911. Attention tenants and renters. If you're renting your home and you're dealing with an unreasonable landlord, my name is Daniel Rudbari. I'm an attorney. I represent tenants against landlords. So if your landlord is making you live in substandard living conditions, bug infestation, cockroaches, rodents, mold, mildew, broken windows, lack of security, flooding, call me. You have rights. You can reach me at 877. 877- 384 Again, I'm attorney Daniel Rubari and I represent tenants against landlords that refuse to make repairs and force tenants to live in substandard living conditions. So if you think you're living in a substandard living condition, call me 877-384-9911. The call is free. It's a toll-free number 877 384 and the advice is free folks let me tell you about another area of law that I practice in and that's criminal defense if you've been arrested or if you know somebody that has been arrested pass on my phone number 877 384 9911 and remember the call is free the consultation is free so if you know anybody that's been arrested for DUI possession theft domestic violence TR temporary restraining order violations or any criminal situation have them call me because the advice is free and the phone call is free. 877-384-9911. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it was an honor being here with you guys. Thank you for spending this time with me. Please write down my number. 877-384-9911. And if you know of anybody that may need a lawyer, pass on the number. Who knows? You might just change your life by passing on a phone number. 877 877- call me and I'll give you sound legal advice.
2: In today's Ag News, from Agnet West Prop 12 implementation weeks away more after the break select
1: track the tractor that gets the job done while saving you money protecting your health and the environment look no further the select track e25 compact electric tractor will not disappoint it is powerful quiet zero emission and fits your existing 540 rpm pto category one and implements on its rear three-point hitch the electric motor gives you instant torque at zero rpm for immediate power for your job Learn more about the SelectTrack E25 at www.selectrac.com.
0: A spark. In an open pasture or rangeland, it can be devastating, burning through fine fuels to destroy a legacy. But there's another kind of spark. The kind that happens when you decide to protect your land by applying for a grant to fund the herbicide to wipe out fine fuels and let native grass grow strong. That's the spark we're starting with the Share the Spark Project. Stop wildfires at rejuver.com slash share the spark. Rejuver is a registered trademark. Always read and follow label instructions. Not all products are registered in all states.
2: January 1st marks the deadline for farmers and ranchers to comply with Proposition 12. Prop 12 amends the housing requirements for veal calves, breeding pigs, and egg-laying hens. And in order to regulate the new law... Distributors of shell eggs, liquid eggs, veal meat, or pork meat both in and out of the state of California must register with the California Department of Agriculture's animal care program by the first of the year. The National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau are in a court case against the proposition. Back in October, the Supreme Court heard arguments but have not made a final ruling. Arguments against the implementation of Prop 12 were based on the disruption of the interstate commerce and the requirements that out-of-state farmers must make in order to sell their products into California. A decision is yet to be made and the Supreme Court has until June 23rd to do so. Reporting for Agnet West, I'm Danielle Leal.
1: Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf, host of Ask Dr. Love, the number one relationship advice show in America, brought to you by Membrace and Life, the number one vaginal moisture supplement. If you're scared to stick your toe back in the dating pool, or your relationships are rocky, or your sex life is sagging, have no fear, Dr. Love is here. I'm the number one best-selling author with 40 years in the love trenches. Tune in to Ask Dr. Love, Tuesdays, 7 to 8 a.m., and tune up all your relationships.
3: You can shop online for Yongevity at www.kcaateam.com. Or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Yongevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Yongevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Yongevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. In today's Farm and
1: Ranch headlines from AgNet West, ag employers are being reminded that the minimum wage has another increase coming in 2023 more after this select track the tractor that gets the job done while saving you money protecting your health and the environment look no further the select track e25 compact electric tractor will not disappoint it is powerful quiet zero emission and fits your existing 540 rpm pto category 1 and implements on its rear three-point hitch the electric motor gives you instant torque at zero rpm for immediate power for your job Learn more about the SelectTrack E25 at www.selecttrack.com.
0: A spark. In an open pasture or rangeland, it can be devastating, burning through fine fuels to destroy a legacy. But there's another kind of spark. The kind that happens when you decide to protect your land by applying for a grant to fund the herbicide to wipe out fine fuels and let native grass grow strong. That's the spark we're starting with the Share the Spark project. Stop wildfires at rejuver.com slash share the spark. Rejuver is a registered trademark. Always read and follow label instructions. Not all products are registered in all states. Chief Operating Officer for the Farm
1: Employers Labor Service, Brian Little said small employers are in for a sizable jump from their current minimum wage requirements small employers, people who employ 25 or fewer employees this year are required to pay at least $14 an hour. Because of the inflation escalator clause built into SB3, everybody's minimum wage next year, those small employers were scheduled to go to $15 an hour. Large employers were at $15 an hour this year. Everyone is going to be going to fifteen fifty an hour. So for the small employers, they're going to have to make a $1.50 jump in their minimum wage between this year and as of January 1 of 2023. I think it's important for people to understand understand that because I'm getting questions from people wanting to know what the minimum wage is going to be. And they've heard some inkling about this big jump in the minimum wage for small employers. I'm Brian German for Agnet West Radio Network. Psst.
3: Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050
0: AM. The station that needs...